Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount this week, Colin, and uh, in particular yesterday we were talking about giving to the needy, about prayer, and Jesus made the point that we should not be showy about this, that this is these are things we should do in private, uh, particularly if we are seeking that reward in heaven. And today he talks about fasting. You can tell from these passages that we've been looking at this week that Jesus absolutely hated hypocrisy. He hated that play-acting, pretending to be one thing, whereas inwardly you are another. He hated the idea of putting on a good show for others, which was purely superficial and not a heart thing. We have seen also all through this week that Jesus is really talking about the heart, that if the heart is right, then the actions are going to be right and the words are going to be right. The relationships will be put right. It's all a matter of relationships. So, yes, those who give their gifts in a showy way are, are hypocrites. And here he, um, uh, he and those who want to pray in public to impress others are hypocrites. And here he says in verse 16 of chapter 6, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Now, I've mentioned quite a bit about reward this week. You see, often you either get a reward now because you're trying to impress people, so the only reward you get is what the people think of you, or you get an eternal reward because your Father in heaven rewards you for being faithful to what his word says. And remember, Jesus said, store up for yourself treasures in heaven, not treasures on earth. And you can say, well, that applies particularly to money. But can you see that the more you fulfill the word of God, the more God the Father rewards you, the more you are storing up riches for yourself in heaven. Because on the day of judgment, each one is going to be rewarded according to what he has done. Salvation is the gift. That gives you your entrance into heaven. But your place in heaven, and that, of course, is the place you're going to have eternally, is going to be the result of what you have done, of what reward Jesus determines that you should have when you appear before him on the day of judgment. So Jesus is saying there's no point in fasting if all you want to do is to impress others that you're fasting, that you're spiritual. You want everybody to know about it. But he says, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting. In other words, you'll just look like you always do. But only to your Father who is in heaven and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. There again is that phrase that the Father knows what you do, he sees what you do in secret, but he keeps a record of those things. He doesn't keep a record of our wrongs when they're forgiven, praise God. But, you know, there is a book in heaven with your name on it, and in that book is written all the things that you have done. And that's how Jesus will determine that reward. Why is there a book? I think on the Day of Judgment, you are probably going to be allowed to see your own book. 
you will see um, what God has seen in your life, and you will know that the judgment, the decision, if you like, that he gives concerning your reward will be absolutely just and right. That's quite a thought, isn't it, that uh, God sees things often very different to the way we do, that our values are so different. I think there ought to be a lot more talk about reward because there are too many people that think if you're saved or it doesn't matter how I live, I'm going to go to heaven anyway. Well, yes, but what reward will you have in heaven? That's the point. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to spend eternity in heaven wishing that I'd lived in a different way, wishing that I had a higher reward, uh, realizing that I actually missed the best purposes of God because I was not really concerned or devoted or dedicated to his will. So then Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And as I said just now, that, of course, can refer to money, but I think it refers in principle to a lot more than just money. You are storing up a reward for yourself either on this earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, or you're storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And as far as the money is concerned, you see, isn't it so much better for us to put whatever resources God makes available to us to the use of his kingdom rather than living in selfish and self-indulgent ways. Every one of us has the opportunity to give, and when we do give, God will give back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He wants us to have a rich reward. He wants us to prosper. But the way to prosper is not to try to get for yourself, but to give, to give, to give, to give. And you can never outdo God in giving. He will always give much more back to you than you have ever given to others. So then Jesus continues, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Very interesting, isn't it? Because you see so much sin, so much greed, so much covetousness, so much lust, all begins with the way in which we use our eyes. And as Jesus says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So uh, your body is going to react according to what you look at. Uh, if you have a problem with greed, there's no point in keep looking at all the cream, donuts, and cakes, and things uh, that you know are temptation. You don't put yourself in the way of that temptation. Um, the person who uh, wants to be free of lust uh, obviously should not look at pornographic or sexually explicit material, whether it's in uh, film or, or books, uh, because he's just filling his heart with darkness, putting himself in the way of temptation. And, of course, something negative will take place in his heart, the heart will become impure and will start to desire the sin, the very sin that Jesus died to save us from. So we don't want our bodies to be full of darkness because of the misuse of our eyes, 
but we want to look upon that which is good and right and wholesome and, and the, that is going to fill us with light so that the light of Jesus Christ can shine out of our lives in the way that God desires. And then Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Again, you see, we're talking about the heart, aren't we? We're talking about the nature of the heart, or rather Jesus is talking about the nature of the heart. Where is your heart set? Is it set on God? Is it set on pleasing God? Is it set on the purposes of God? Is it set on fulfilling the will of God and the, and the word of God? Is it set upon following the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit? Or is it set upon what you want, the fulfilling of your needs, your desires? Uh, is, you know, is your motive to make more money, to, to uh, have more and more of this world's goods, which, as people say, you will never be able to take with you? Or is it really to live for God by living for others, by laying down your life for others? by making the resources that God makes available to you, available to him and available to others for the work and the extension of his kingdom. How serious do you think the church is affected in the West where, let's face it, we can have pretty much anything we want? Do you think we really are seriously dulled by wealth and comfort? I think the so-called prosperity gospel has made a very, very serious mistake, I believe. It, it, it's sort of an aberration of the gospel, really. Now, I want to make it very clear that you cannot escape uh, from the realization, if you believe God's word, that God wants us to prosper. He wants all of his children to prosper. And in fact, he wants us to prosper in such a way that we are a good witness to other people um, that our God is so good and generous and so that we have resources to give to the poor. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. But he didn't say we were to be numbered among the poor. But certainly, as Jesus carried a purse around to give money to the poor, so we should be giving uh, whenever we feel that um, that is right to do, whenever, whenever our hearts are overflowing with generosity towards others. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So, you know, is money your master or is money something that you can use for not only your own needs but for the benefit of others and for the glory of God? Again, you see, it's all a matter of the heart, isn't it? But Jesus is really saying you can't serve God and money. You can't live for the purposes of God and live just to make a lot of money unless you're one of those entrepreneurial characters who is so devoted to the Lord that you are making money to give to the kingdom. There are people like that. They are using that, that gift of, of, of um, having a sort of a, an entrepreneurial disposition in order to make large sums of money for the kingdom of God. But people like that don't let the money stick to their own fingers. They, they know that God will prosper their businesses, prosper their work life, if they are faithful in giving the profits of that to the Lord for his kingdom. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 